I'd like to welcome you back to Ecclesia's Advent podcast, A Thrill of Hope. Thank you for listening along with us as we journey together throughout Advent, this season of hope and anticipation. If you're listening today, you may be making an intentional effort to stay centered and focused on the joy of God's fulfilled promise to send a Messiah, who we affectionately call Jesus. I'm Julie Ramos, Ministry Coordinator at our downtown campus, and I'm honored to share with you today a little bit about how I've learned to process through the weariness that crept up on us this year. I've become more active in the healing, restoring, joy-filled movement of God in my life, accepting help, embracing calm, and offering myself grace that what little hope I have right now may be enough. But just as I allow this hope to grow within me, I acknowledge that it's okay for you and me to not always feel happy, merry, or joyful in this 2020 holiday season. Whatever feelings come up, we can choose whether we process them or hold on to them unnecessarily. Maybe you feel rushed already. Let's be intentional to slow our pace together today. Maybe you're mourning a loss or aching from loneliness. Let's look for God's Spirit who comforts us in the cool breeze that brings the falling colorful leaves. One of my favorite passages in 2 Corinthians says that God consoles us as we endure the pain and hardship of life so that we may draw from His comfort and share it with others in their own struggles. I hope you feel seen by God in this moment right now and that your soul will find rest in your hearing from the Holy Spirit through this collaborative offering of comfort from us to you. Come, oh, come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel that mourns in lonely exile here until the sun of God. Shall come to thee, O 
Lately, have you found yourself feeling weary? So many of us are exhausted from worry, strained relationships, and all-over-the-place sleep patterns. This weariness goes beyond tired, beyond cynical, and beyond burnt out. If you're like me, being weary means you've become someone unrecognizable to yourself. In weariness, you are an echo of the person you once were, and a fraction the person you want to become. Have you ever been so weary that you cried every single day, yelled at someone you loved every day, or questioned the very existence of God and the truth in his promises every single day? We grow weary in our yearning and seeking and striving, but like the angels and the wise men upon the birth of baby Jesus, a rejoicing begins with a glimmer of hope. Did you ever notice that it's hard to be hopeless when you hold, have your finger held by, or look into the eyes of a newborn baby? I know a lot of new parents who have had babies during this season, and they may be growing weary from long nights and feeding woes or the endless stream of diapers, but you'd be hard-pressed to find one that is truly hopeless. Sure, New parents have moments of desperation and powerlessness, but the beauty and the plan of God is tangibly felt and seen in each finger and toe. 2020 may feel like an aberration from God's plan. It's been called the dumpster fire. People just want the pandemic to be over and some act as though it is. As we engage in this season of waiting called Advent, your weary heart may be heavy from all of this, crying for it all to end because you can't wait any longer to get back to living your life. But maybe in this season of waiting, this year of waiting, what we need to return to God and return to ourselves to break out of our weary fog is just a glimmer of hope. And it comes in the small things like that baby's cooing, a phone call from a friend, or a good meal. For me, the small things that give me hope and cause me to rejoice are deep belly laughs that surprise me, or when my son picks me flowers while we're walking the dog. A glimmer doesn't fill you up with hope right away, though. A glimmer is just a hint. It's enough to get you excited and get your attention, but you don't see the full picture. We've had some beautiful, full, and colorful moons here in Houston lately, especially on Halloween night. By now, that moon has become a tiny sliver, still there but harder to see, yet it's still as stunning in its beauty. But think about this. When you notice the glimmer from that moon far off in the distance, do you sit still expecting to see it all in full view? No, you probably run to the other side of the house to get a better view, not blocked by the trees. 
if you're a passenger in the car and you see a beautiful moon and try to get a picture of it on your phone, don't you wait until you pass the buildings and power lines and get to a clearing to be able to take it all in in its full splendor? Likewise, if you're having a hard time seeing a glimmer of hope from God right now, you may need to move. Sometimes we need to move physical location to get a change of scenery or get out of the way of whatever is obstructing our vision. And sometimes we need to move our body. When I say move, maybe for you that looks like driving somewhere or maybe it's taking a long walk. How do you like to move? For me, the best way to get moving is on roller skates. It feels like as close as I'll ever get to flying. We know that exercise reduces stress and releases endorphins. And for me and my roller derby friends, too much time off of skates makes us begin to grow weary. It's not just about missing the community or the feeling of flying, but that stress that is usually released for me in a contact sport just stays in my chest and shoulders and it all feels so heavy. How might you need to move to get a better glimpse of the glimmer of hope God is shining into your life. Maybe it's as simple as stretching to see from a different angle. Let's return for a moment to the Christmas story. Joseph and Mary, with Jesus in the womb, were on the move to be counted for the census. It can be hard to move when you're pregnant, mind you. The wise men traveled for days to see them following the light of the star of Bethlehem, because a promise of God from thousands of years before was being fulfilled in their midst. There's a reason the work and story of God is called the movement of God. When we get woven into the fabric of that story, it's a dynamic, not a static thing. Maybe you've thought like I have in the past that you need to get your butt in gear and move faster, be more productive, and catch the movement of God in your life. But I've come to realize that life has a rhythm and a pace to it. So it's not as much about catching up. It's more about settling into that rhythm with God. I've been working from home in this season, and I have two kids at home doing virtual learning. And before our district opened up for kids to go back to school, when everyone was virtual, we loved my first grader's schedule. 25 minutes on, 35 minutes off. It was a nice pace with built-in breaks. But when half of their class went back to school and we stayed home, the schedule completely changed. The teacher now has face-to-face -face kids for instruction in the morning, and my virtual kiddo logs on after lunch for a steady two-hour block of instruction in the afternoon. Way too much screen time for such a small kid. That means that most of the morning is what they call asynchronous learning or independent study, which is beyond his capacity. We approached this schedule change with dread for the first few weeks because it meant that we had to be a lot more hands-on with our kiddo. But I'm learning to live and move and breathe within the freedom of that schedule. It's given us the gift to be able to go at our own pace. I found myself the other day talking to my kid and saying, yes, you check in with your teacher in the morning and then it's time for us to do your work at your own pace. And it dawned on me that the work 
that God has to do in us and in our lives is also done at a steady, gracious pace. And I imagined God sitting with me like I sit with my child, with all the patience of a loving parent, guiding me one by one through the lessons I have to learn in this life. So I want you to consider a few things. Maybe as you listen today, you're feeling stuck, sad, or weary. Do you believe and trust that God can handle your weariness? And if so, how might you go about releasing it from your body and entrusting it to God? I also want you to consider where God may be leading you through the lessons you are learning right now. Have you noticed a steady pace or do you feel hurried? Where might you need to move in order to get a better glimpse of the hope which is now but a glimmer? The hymn, Great is Thy Faithfulness, says God gives us strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow. And my prayer for you today, my friends, is that the small things you notice will strengthen you today and that the glimmer of hope they bring will brighten each and every day. I don't know about you, but I want to be present and take notice of the promises of God being fulfilled in my midst.
Thank you, family and friends, for listening to our Advent podcast. We hope this episode has been nourishing to your souls as you continue on your Advent journey. We'd like to take some time to remind you about some opportunities to engage with our community in this Advent season. First, Wine to Water is coming up on December 10th, with the registration deadline being December 7th, and that's just around the corner. So I encourage you to register for that if that's something that would be a blessing to you and your soul. Next, we have Christmas Even Song on the 24th, with more information coming out soon. Finally, Be Still every week on Tuesdays at 9 p.m. is a great time for slowing down and pondering and contemplating this Advent season. If any of these opportunities would be a blessing to your spirit, check out ecclesiahouston.org for more information. Thank you and God bless.